Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode 263. Joining us on the podcast today is singer, songwriter and producer PJ Harding. You might know PJ from his own solo music work, his songwriting work with artists like Little Nas X, Guy Sebastian, Little Mix and more, or you might know him from his collaborative work with One Miss Noah Cyrus. However you do know him, you're going to love him after you listen to his brand new solo EP, To Fall Asleep. He released it on Friday and it is some of the most gorgeous songwriting I've heard in a while, plus it's sonically beautiful as well. You can find a link to stream his EP in the show notes alongside all of our details. If you're not already, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast and follow us across all of our socials. Links to our Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and everything else can be found within the show notes. Our guest today is PJ Harding. The Australian singer, songwriter, and producer, whether you know it or not, has been working within the scenes of the music industry since 2013. Originally starting out with his musical project, Thief, he then changed into a more behind-the-scenes role where he collaborated and wrote for artists like Rule, Jessica Malboy, Guy Sebastian, and more. A chance encounter at a songwriting camp saw PJ's talents showcased in front of Noah Cyrus, who immediately fell in love with his songwriting craft and method. He relocated to LA in 2019 and has since worked with artists like Little Nas X, Diplo, Little Mix, and he's released music collaboratively with Miss Cyrus. Last week, PJ stepped out on his own with his highly anticipated debut EP, to fall asleep. It's a collection of songs he wrote during the 2020 pandemic that capture this beautiful insular nature of loneliness and hope all within a beautiful kind of folk standard. In today's episode, we talk to PJ Harding about how he got started in the world of songwriting. We discuss the time in which these songs were created and how he managed to capture Uh, such intimate moments in these beautiful kind of songs. We also talk about his friendship with Noah Cyrus and how she saw the level of talent that PJ had and supported and nurtured that. PJ will be touring alongside Noah Cyrus while she's in Australia next month for Splendour in the Grass. We have included the tour dates for Noah and PJ in the show notes, along where you can stream the EP to fall asleep. We do want to say a massive thank you to Anastasia and Chris from Sony Music for their help with today's episode. Here is our conversation with PJ Harding. Love is a wet road at night. I probably shouldn't be driving. You were laying on the backseat fast asleep in the rain. 
Love is a dangerous Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, PJ Harding. Hello, sir. How are we? Hello. Uh, we're, we're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing okay. <laughs> that is that's, about as, uh, that's about as positive a response as you'll ever get from me. We're doing pretty good. We're doing okay. I like it. Look, the positivity I can tell is uh, it's beaming, radiating from you. So I, uh, <laughs> That's right. I get that a lot. I do get that a lot. Um, I very much appreciate your time today, PJ. It's um, an incredibly exciting time. There's a brand new EP from yourself called To Fall Asleep. It is out now. Congratulations, firstly. This is a, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful EP. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it, it's been a, it feels like uh, just a, a cruelly long time uh, coming. You know, the EP sort of been was all written like back in 2020 and has sort of been finished since uh, kind of the middle of 2021. So it's it's uh, it's taken a long time to actually <laughs> uh, get out into the world. But I'm very I'm very happy that it's all uh, kind of tied up and. People get to hear it now. I can very much appreciate that. I guess um, just very quickly touching on what you just mentioned, are you, I don't know about you, I'm someone who once something is done, if I've got to then leave it for a long period of time, I'm likely to revisit it, uh, revisit it and kind of tinker with it and, you know, make changes as, as that time has gone. Are you similar to that or are you kind of, once it's done, you lock it away and it it is what it is? I'm yeah, no, I feel like I'm pretty, uh, once a thing's done, once it's done in my head, uh, and this can be a, its own problem, but once it's done in my head, I have trouble continuing to work on it. And things mm. sometimes get done in my head <laughs> well before they're done in anyone else's heads uh, <laughs> when you're collaborating. So that that can get difficult. But, no, uh, that that sort of hasn't been a problem. I've been very happy to I'm, – I'm always, like, keen. I want it to be done almost as quickly as possible. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, as soon as I'm – as soon as I'm like remotely happy with a thing, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna learn to love this. <laughs> I mean, with enough time, I'm gonna love this thing. So I, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not someone that like uh, spends a lot of time like pruning the edges of a thing. You know, um, once it's once I feel good about it, I just like a little switch goes, and then I'm then it's finished and I'm done. But I, what I have found hard, a little bit hard, is, like, without r- releasing, like, this body of work, there is a part of me that finds it hard to move on to, like, the next, uh, creating the next body of work. And, um, you know, that that's a bit more of a challenge. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I've been, I was happy with it two years ago and I'm, I'm still uh, happy with it. Uh, and and as you should be, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic when I say this. It is a gorgeous EP, mate. Um, and thank I, you. There's um, I feel like there over the course. And we're not going to focus on COVID because everyone went through that. We don't want to talk about it too much. But um, let's talk about it. Let's just <laughs> let's have a good. Let's spend the next half hour talking about. COVID-19. Anyone yeah, who no. tuned in to talk about songwriting, you're going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, these, what I think you've done with this EP, there were so many lockdown kind of albums or EPs or pieces of music where it was someone alone with their thoughts and with only kind of minimal instrumentation. 
And I feel that this EP has done the very difficult task. I feel like it's one of the few releases over the last few years where it actually really encapsulates that. Um, it's this beautiful juxtaposition of warmth and loneliness all in the one recording. And I don't know how you've done it, but it was, it kind of gave me chills listening to it last night. Um, and so it, I don't even know if I have a question. I might just be rambling at this point, but um, <laughs> how do you feel listening back to these songs now, as we've mentioned that they are a few years removed, what's your kind of relationship or reaction to them? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And I'm glad, you know, I, uh, I'm glad that that's what you take from it because then they, I think it is a really, it's a very sort of internal, uh, record. And I think, uh, you know, that mixture of, uh, kind of loneliness and anxiety uh, with, with you know, surrounded by the, the, this kind of warmth and love. It's very much the situation I was in <laughs> in, in lockdown. You know, we were here in L.A., um, and, but I, I have my family and my two, my two kids and my wife with me and... Uh, it was kind of a lovely time in so many ways, like being able to spend so much time uh, layer, you know, this this kind of um, dread that hovered over every every sort of waking moment that we didn't talk about all the time, but that uh, you know when you when you're trying to get to sleep or or when you're trying to write a song or when you're trying. To, to think about anything uh, kind of, you know, hummed up under the surface and, and uh, you know, reared its head. So I think, yeah, for me when I listen to this stuff, I very much do hear that that time, uh, a couple of the songs particularly, take me straight back to that time. And I'm actually in L.A., Right now, uh, we're, we're, we're back living in Australia, but I've, I'm just over for a work trip and, you know, just being over here takes me, <laughs> takes me back to that time as well. Um, you know, lots of, lots of just these little, little things. Um, but I'm, you know, broadly grateful for, for everything that happened, uh, during that time and, this, I think it's definitely true that this music would not have happened had had all, all of that horrible stuff not occurred. 100%. Well, I'm glad, that, well, I'm hoping that this trip is, yeah, a, a, the positive side of it and not so much some of those um, more isolating or negative <laughs> feelings that previously experienced. No, no, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, for some people who might not be aware or some people who might be, um, you yourself, PJ, you are a, an artist and a songwriter in your own right, but you also have quite a um, an impressive CV when it does come to songwriting and artists that you've worked with. I think that even listing off a few, we had um, Rule, we had Diplo, Guy Sebastian, I think Little Mix, Noah Cyrus. Is it... So it's not your kind of first time releasing music, but the fact that it's just under your name, it's just you and you alone, is that nerve-wracking this time round or is it just kind of it's another another day in the office, if you will? Yeah, it definitely feels a little bit different. Uh, I did have, you know, um, four or five or six years ago, I don't know how long it is now, I had another project 
uh, under the name Thief that was that was this uh, kind of more electronic uh, pop music sort of thing. It was very much like a production-led uh, thing that I was doing and, uh, you know, released a bunch of music with that, but it, it, it uh, always felt a bit more like I was... Uh, you know, just experimenting in a space and and trying something on. It was it was not the same thing of like actually putting a piece of yourself out there. Um, and it is it does feel a lot more vulnerable. I did not expect it uh, really to feel like this. And I've certainly like with songs I've written with other people, you know, the, the EP I did with Noah uh, definitely felt uh, like there were moments in that that were that were kind of vulnerable, but I suppose you've always got the the other person there to kind of take take a little bit of that heat off it or something. This this is definitely, yeah, in a, in a not always uh, super comfortable way has felt quite different. Um and yeah, I'm just getting used to it. It's like I, you know, I, I'm trying. I'm a very. Uh, I'm not a very. I'm not an. I'm not an oversharer. I might be. I might be an undersharer. <laughs> My family might refer to me as an undersharer. I don't uh, tend to talk a lot about what I'm doing or what I'm thinking or feeling with, with anybody, but a, but a select, uh, you know, one or two people in my life. So, um, to just put a bunch of songs out there, uh, with some, some of your, you know, darkest thoughts in them is a challenge and it's, uh, yeah, I don't know what I think of it yet. I'll let you know. <laughs> We're always here if you'd like to chat um, and, and follow up. Um, I was hoping I might be a little bit selfish and ask about uh, my favourite track on the EP. It is, uh, it wasn't enough. It is a gorgeous, it kind of almost reminds me of like a folk standard in the way that the chorus kind of builds and the melody line is going up and into your higher register, which I thought was just gorgeous as well. Um, can you... I guess just give us a little bit of behind the scenes of how that song came about or what was the inspiration for it. Uh, that song. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I mean, yeah, it, it is one of those songs that uh, you... That, happens every now and then you know in your life where you just feel like 
this thing kind of appears before you. Um, I know this was this was deep into into sort of the lockdown in LA, and I'd been watching a lot of television and watching it in a way where it was just kind of like washing over me. You know, I wasn't I wasn't like engaging with the things that were on. <laughs> And I, I was just like, I just felt these kind of waves of like, like desire and hunger and things coming from the screen. You know, I just felt like everyone, like they just want something else so badly, you know. And at some point the thought occurred to me, like, I wish I could just like do everything, you know, just do like a little bit of everything so I could just let everyone know <laughs> that that's not it, <laughs> you know, that that's not going to be the thing. Um, and I think that's where the song, that sort of was the impetus for the song and it came very quickly, I think, uh, in the end. Um, I think I wrote a lot of it at the piano but then, uh, yeah, transferred it to the guitar and sort of as soon as I had those four verses uh, stanzas or whatever they are down, um, I recorded it and that's and that's the recording that uh, you hear on the EP. Again, it is a gorgeous track, so thank you for um, sharing that with us. Oh, I thank would you. be curious to know because, again, it seems like you have had quite a bit of success with songwriting both with your own um, artist's project and, and with others. Do you remember what originally drew you to songwriting and the art of kind of writing music and lyrics? It's a, yeah, I do think about this a bit because I remember, I do remember thinking I I, uh, have a good friend, uh, Mike McCarthy, who I played music with for years, who is a wonderful songwriter and had sort of started, I was playing drums in a band with Mike and my brother, uh, Tim, and I must have, I'm trying to think how old I was, maybe like 10 or 11 years old. And Mike, who's a couple of years older than me, had, had sort of started writing songs and they were so good. And I, and I just felt like I gotta, I've got to, I've got to do this. I've got to learn how to do this. And so, yeah, I think I was you know, 12 or 13 years old and, um, you know, taught myself a couple of chords on, on the guitar and, um, turn those into into songs immediately. It was always like just a vehicle for writing a song. Um, and yeah, the early, I mean, there was some big, like I did get truly obsessed with some songs like uh, I'm trying to remember the songs back in the day, but I know like Ice House, Electric Blue was like a big song for me as a as a young person, as a as a little uh, you know, preteen, uh, it was like I knew that there was something magical about that song and that I wanted to hear it again and again and I just wanted <laughs> wanted it injected into my veins. Um, and the excitement of that feeling, you know. And I think a lot of, like, yeah, chasing songwriting is about chasing those real early foundational experiences that you have with songs um of which i had yeah a bunch 
I loved nothing more than sitting down. This is when I'm a little bit older, you know, I'd probably started to write songs 14 or 15, then like getting a new record and like sitting down with the lyrics and the liner notes and like listening to the thing over and over again and reading the lyrics. And I remember doing that with lots and lots of records. Um, and it's something I don't do so much now, but I, I, I try and recreate. It's a bit harder to do, honestly, but I do try and recreate that uh, feeling sometimes when I listen to a new record. I'll pull up the lyrics and I'll try and just be totally in it. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it is. Um, it is. It is still. Cost, as you can see behind me, like records are still. Um, a thing, but it is in this digital age. I agree, it is much more difficult to kind of be able to immerse yourself as much as you used to when it was. Um, a more yeah, records format. do. They, that's true. Yeah, records are a good. Yeah, I've rarely. I'm rarely listening to a record. I'm rarely like buying vinyl to listen to a record for the first time. But I feel like I. I feel like that's what I want to start doing. I feel like that. That's a, like a little cheat code to to getting a little. <laughs> little skerrick of that experience back <laughs> well um i welcome you to a very expensive and never-ending hobby so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no i'm there i'm already lo- i'm already lost to it <laughs> um i would love to know i guess because i um as some people might be aware of uh you did have that collaborative ep with noah cyrus you are going on tour with her um later next month when she's in town for Splendor. But I was hoping to, I guess, just find out how you two kind of came to be uh, working partners, if you will, and how you came across each other's music. Well, we, uh, you know, part of the world of songwriting, of like pop songwriting, uh, are these songwriting camps that people will go to. So uh, you'll get... Uh, you know, a bunch of songwriters and producers together and, and normally some artists and you sort of lock them away for, for a week or two, uh, some, sometimes somewhere exotic, you know, because you have to convince all of these people to come. And uh, that's where I met Noah. I met, I met her on one of these camps in Bali. It's a camp that I'd been to a, a few times and she'd been to a couple times. She'd actually been there the year before when I'd been there but we hadn't worked together Um but on the camp at the beginning of 2019, uh, they put us in the room together uh, with with another producer, Michael Sonier, the, the very first day, and we wrote July that day. Um, and so it was it was just immediately, um, you know, some it's a thing that happens sometimes. Sometimes you click with people and. It works, and other times you don't so much click with people. <laughs> um, but with Noah, it was always from the beginning. It just felt very natural, and like we were complementing each other, uh, you know, in the room. And yeah, we we wrote uh, we wrote uh, July, and then we wrote a bunch more songs uh, for for we wrote a few more songs for her EP. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that that was about the time everything kind of uh, locked down um, in 2020. So we moved we moved over to LA at the end of 2019. Um, and yeah, she had floated the idea of us doing. I mean, she had floated the idea of us forming a band the first day, <laughs> the first day we wrote that song together. So 
I think she probably sensed uh, something before I did that this was like, no, this was like a special thing uh, and, and, you know, something we needed to to kind of foster and, and look after and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that she did see that and that we, we did, you know, eventually put all that time into, to the project because, uh, yeah, it's some of, some of my favorite music of the last, uh, you know, three years is music that I've written with Noah and there's a bunch more. I, I came out in February and wrote a bunch with Noah and, uh, you know, songs that no one's heard that, that are some of my favourite songs. So I'm, yeah, very grateful f- to have that relationship and, and that songwriting uh, partner in my life. Of course. I, um, I'm curious if you're playing together um, later next month, there's more music that's been written together. Can we, not to give anything away, but maybe just hint at something, can we expect any possible collaborations on stage or surprises <laughs> at these shows? I mean, I, I would, yeah, I would hope so. I, I, I hope we'll do some stuff there together. Otherwise, I don't, I don't, I'm certainly, I'm certainly preparing for it. Uh, but you know, no, no promises. Um, but we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Hopefully, the people that that are able are able to go will, uh, will be able to. Uh, yeah, finally, we'll get a chance to to perform on on stage together. But we'll see. I don't know. That's very exciting. Look, we will wait. Hold up. We'll <laughs> wait with bated breath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, as I mentioned, an impressive roster of people that you have previously worked with. Um, is there anyone at the moment that you would very much kind of like to songwrite with or collaborate with? I mean, it's it's really hard. Like you always uh, reticent to throw. N- <laughs> I never know. You never know what, until you get in the room with someone whether really you should be writing songs uh, with that person. <laughs> there have been people I've been in the room with where, uh, you know, and people who I deeply respect and, and you know, think they're amazing at what they do and amazing songwriters. And it's like, oh, actually, I'm only, I'm only going to get in your way, you know, here because we're coming at things from such a different direction. Um, I mean, I always think of voices, uh, you know, people I'd love to write for, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and they're mostly like people that can sell the shit out of anything, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, Adele or like a John Legend or someone that can, they can, you know, sing, sing the back of a shampoo bottle, um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm I'm always always excited to work with uh, with new people, and um, often you know often it's people that no nobody's heard of, but there's there's something there, and in some ways that's the most exciting exciting thing is to sort of work with someone, and it was this was the situation we have with Rural. It was you know it was this twelve year old that sounded um, just unbelievable. And nobody knew who he was, and no one had had yeah. There was zero expectation, so we could really like launch the thing, you know, uh, exactly how we wanted it, in exactly the way that was going to serve him, and and 
his his music the best. And yeah, those are the really special times. One hundred percent agreed. Well, I look forward to whoever it is that you might be working with next. Um, I look forward to kind of seeing whatever collaboration comes from from the world of um, PJ Harding next. Um, uh, PJ, we would usually ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment that's kind of on high rotation for yourself? Um, what am I listening to? I have been. I went on a little uh, like early. Uh, Dolly Parton binge mm-hmm. recently. Um, it's been a few things like that. Uh, what was the other one? I mean, I'm a big uh, Bill Callahan fan. I, I listened to a bunch of Bill's records and and some Smog records um, on on this trip while I've been over here. Um, yeah, I tend not to listen to a to a bunch of new music um i try and i try and keep up to date a little bit with what's going on but i i feel like i'm always drawn to something weird from 40 years ago (laughs) most of the time um so uh yeah but those are two things just in the last sort of week that i've been uh listening to a bunch both very solid picks, very different uh, kind of picks in terms of moods and um, <laughs> sonics, but uh, both very, very solid picks. <laughs> um, PJ, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on To Fall Asleep, the brand new EP. Um, we'll make sure that we put all the details for people to stream the EP in the show notes as well as the details for the Noah show so they can come see you perform as well. But thank you again for coming onto the podcast. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.